Morning, Bradley. Good morning, boys. Bit of a hop in the step here. Go those Kings. I was a week early. What's doing? <laughs> yeah, you and everyone else. Unfortunately, the fever breaks. It's uh, caused that bit of a drama in the NBL, so we don't play game one until next Friday. Why? What, what's the... It's a great question, and I actually spoke to head office and I got the exact answer. So the deal is, a year ago, yeah. they have to put this FIBA window in it, and that's a FIBA rule. It okay. is not the NBL. Okay. They've got no control. Okay. The NBL, in theory, have a choice, even though FIBA would look down on it, to say, well, we're going to play. We don't have to take this FIBA rule. The problem is, a year ago, they have to make a decision. Are there going to be any players that could potentially be a problem which would hurt a team. Mm. Now, Australia turn around and go, well, we just won't play anyone. That'd be fine. There's no players currently in the Boomers that are playing in the grand final series, but New Zealand do. So ironically, they've made the call correctly because New Zealand have to play in this feed window. New Zealand are in the grand final. They've got a fair few players playing in this. Mm. So it's absolutely like bad timing and everything, but it had to be done. Otherwise, you're going to have a lot of players that couldn't play in the grand final series. Yeah, so right. it's a shame, but it's the right thing. Yeah, that's a, that's a fair point, Brad. But also, um, with the Kings, it might be a blessing in disguise because they had a number of guys carrying injuries into that final series over at Cairns, didn't they? Couldn't be better. Yeah, you look at someone like Xavier Cooks, rolled his ankle in game two, played in game three. He was limping. There's no question about that. So that gives him an extra 10 days to get ready. I'm sure everyone else has got some niggling injuries and you're niggling, I should say, injuries. And, and, and it just gives them an extra time. It's just a shame with momentum. And look, I'm yeah. sure once the series starts and the crowd gets involved, it'd be great. But yeah, not, not the greatest of timing. That's what I was going to ask, Brad. So then how does this first game, like, does that become more important or is there an understanding that two weeks off in any sport is, that's enough time to, for a tiny bit of rust to creep in or for you just not to, to feel like, like I I feel, I found anyway, when I played a lot of the cricketers, when they were at their best, they were, it's nearly like they started the game on that brink of fatigue or injuring yourself, but you were, you know, you had momentum from the game before or the test match before. How does it work in basketball? Yeah, no, you're right. And it's mentally as well. You know, I, I agree with you. You know, if, you, if you're if you playing game in, game out, you don't have time to think about it. Just yeah. get out and play. Yeah. So I agree the mentally side. Basketball is one of those sports though, where you can go at it in training. So you can try and put yourself in that position, but you're never going to play as hard as what you play in a game. There's no question about that. So it is a coach's nightmare. That's the probably answer to it. You know, two weeks of downside is just not what anyone wants. So it's tough. But, you know, there's the positives of the injury-wise. But, yeah, you just want to play, no yeah. question. In your mind, have the best two teams made it through to the final? And the matchups, how do they match up against each other? Yeah, great question. To answer it, um, I thought there was the top three teams, and I thought Cairns were in that as well. So I thought Cairns, Sydney and New Zealand were the best three teams all season by far. Cairns, unfortunately for them, they ran into some injuries. And I thought they and the Kings were going to be the two in the grand final. But they ran into some injuries with Keanu Pinder, and then their, and McCall got injured. And then they scraped in and were, were lucky to get a game off the Kings in that series. New Zealand, Sydney, now the best two by far. I think it's going to be a fantastic series. Barry Brown Jr. Um, was the best six man. He's their import for New Zealand. He's the guy to watch out for. And William McDowell-White, a Sydney kid, actually. He did play for the Kings many years ago. These two have been great. And they have been really, really pushing this team. And they're going to be outstanding. And for the Kings, there's no question. It's got to be led and led hard by Xavier Cooks. 
Well, looking forward to it next week, of course, game one. So uh, with this, <laughs> I love theme, that next next week. <laughs> we're talking to Justin Simon, I think, two days ago, and I was there thinking he's going to be pumped up for yeah. this Friday night. Yeah. Not playing. More importantly, did Put your Justin feet up. think that? Oh yeah, he did too. He was yeah. with us. He'll be there. Don't worry. He'll be there tonight, and he'll be there next Friday. Uh, <laughs> Pumped for the training session. So with the FIBA break, then with the Boomers, then eighty-three to fifty-one against Bahrain. How was that yeah. performance last night? Very rusty at times. Yeah, it was rusty. I mean, this team, you know, most of those players haven't played for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, um, Dean Dickerman was the coach. He hadn't coached him before because Brian Gorshin's the Boomers coach, obviously, but he's overseas coaching. So it was rusty. It was always going to be rusty. 30-point win, you know, probably should have been more in the context of the things, but enough of a win, and that's what they needed to do. And just so we know, that, that FIBA idea is that is to be able to make qualifying for the World Cup. Now, that game meant nothing because we'd already qualified, but that's why it was such a downside game, really. Mm. Just fast-forwarding when the next big competition comes around for the Boomers, Brad. Mm-hmm. Does Ben Simmons make the squad? Yeah, it's a great point. And, and just so we know, when these tournaments come around, which is the World Cup, using example, or, or, or the Olympics, um, it's never the NBA is on. So then that you tick that off the box. Can he play? The answer is yes. To me, with your, what you're asking me, if Ben Simmons wants to play, you put him in. That right. guy's 6'10". He can do things that no one else can do. Now, in the NBA, people might say, but he's only averaging six points, nine rebounds, 10 assists or whatever it is. I would take anyone averaging that in the NBA in any team I've ever got in my life. The difference is it's Ben Simmons and that that polar person that he is. But he can only make the team better. And I think under the Brian Gorgian coach team with Paddy Mills and the other um, other Aussies in there, he will only play well. I don't think he likes to play basketball. He doesn't look like he's having one bit of fun. Couldn't agree more. If you ask me a few years ago, yes, I think oh. what went down in Philly has absolutely destroyed him, and now it looks like, do I have to do this? And yeah. I feel so sorry because we don't see the that's, best guy. That's why I reckon it would have been great for him to go to the Olympics and get yep. around all the Aussie blokes, Definitely. and they would have supported him. 100%. 100%, mate. That was exactly what he needed. And you look at like a Matisse Thibel, that he went to the Olympics, and now like he, he, they're brothers is what he's got. Like We're brothers in arms. Yeah, Ben, ben needed that, I agree. Over in the States, as uh, they get through that uh, joke of an all-star game the other day, surely that Oh, got... with that on? <laughs> oh, what a joke. Seriously, just yeah. get rid of it. Yeah, I watched my son play the all-star game on the NBA 23 app. That was much better, trust me, <laughs> on PlayStation. It was so much better. Tell us about the hype about this French... Well, the, the player that's certain to be the number one pick in the draft, Victor Wombanyama. Man, you got to watch this kid. He is unbelievable. Seven foot, whatever. His wingspan is eight foot. This guy's having 30 points, 15 rebounds, 10 blocks. He is the next generation. Now, for NBA teams, they will try and do whatever they can do to win that lottery. He is a franchise player. Bar injury, he will be the next big thing. I have not seen a kid like this. He is over seven foot two, three, whatever he is, and he can dribble the ball like a Steph Curry. He can shoot the ball like a Clay Thompson. He can block like Shaquille O'Neal, and he runs the floor like LeBron. It is unbelievable. I cannot wait to see this kid play. 
Wow. So the way you're talking about him, I mean, this is the way people talked about LeBron before he got drafted. Yeah. Kobe Bryant before he got drafted. 100%. 100%. What he's doing is phenomenal in the G League. You know, 40 and 50 point games. You just, you don't do that unless you've got something. But the fact that he's the, the, the height that he is and that he can run unbelievable. Cannot wait to see it happen. How does it work again, Brad? You t- spoke about that, that lottery. So they all just go into a, like the bottom teams, do they go into a draw and you just... Yeah, so it's changed So you, so you can't throw, you can't, well, not throw games, but you you can't lose no, games just to finish last to get... Even if you tank, tank, you're not guaranteed yeah, the guaranteed, number one pick. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's what used to happen. So many years ago, if you tanked, you were at the bottom of your conference and then they have like, they call it the ping pong balls where they throw all the ping pong balls in a bowl and you um, and, and then swizzles around and you pick it out and you're the number one. And the lower you are, the more you got. So the more chances you had. So a lot of people did that. It's slightly changed now where you can't do that, but they still do it via the same way. But the bottom line is they all will go in and into this, you know, draft as they call it, and then it gets picked out. But the chances for being the bottom is a lot less than what it used to be. Still a better chance because mm. they still want that to happen. But use an example like a team, um, you know, like the Phoenix Suns, who's probably sitting up the top. The chances they're getting are remote. So then the, the lesser teams definitely got the chance, um, you know, the Cleveland Cavs and, and, and teams like Detroit. Detroit's a very good chance of getting that. There's no question of that. But there's no guarantee. Thank you, Brad. My pleasure. Have go a great those, weekend. Go those boomers. And next week we'll talk on Friday where I can say, go those kings. <laughs>